Shalom, everyone. Welcome back from a short break that we took for Pesach. This is Rabbi Barry Gelman, and you are listening to the other RBG on the weekly Torah portion. This week's Torah portion, Acharei Mot. So I got a message this week as part of a WhatsApp group I'm on with other rabbis, local rabbis. The message was from a colleague asking for leads for a high holiday soloist. Yes, you heard right. The rabbis, just on the heels of Passover, are already planning for the high holidays. This is how rabbis live. We're always six months ahead of time. So in that spirit, I'd like to share a Torah thought that relates to Yom Kippur, but also provides a really nice and important message for any time of the year. So here we go. This week's Torah portion opens with the depiction of the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, entering into the Kodesh HaKadashim, the Holy of the Holies, in order to perform the Yom Kippur service. And Rabbi Meir Simcha of Devinsk asks why there is no mention of Yom Kippur in the writings of the Nevi'im, of the prophets, while other holidays do appear in those writings. That's a really good question, considering how much detail there is in the Torah about Yom Kippur. And his answer is surprising. He notes that during biblical times, Yom Kippur was really not such a big deal, in that it was observed by people in the privacy of their homes. As he notes, a one-day fast is not a major observance. He goes on to say that the heavy lifting, quote-unquote, of the offerings was done by the Kohen Gadol alone in the temple. Passover and the other pilgrimage festivals, on the other hand, required that people come to Jerusalem where thousands and thousands of offerings were brought. Hence, Yom Kippur is not mentioned in the prophets because it just wasn't a big deal. This changed, however, during the period of the Second Temple once prophecy ceased. No longer able to access God via the prophets, people began to flock to Jerusalem to get a glimpse of the Kohen Gadol after he completed the Yom Kippur service, as he encountered God, albeit in a different way, while in the Holy of Holies. Rabbi Meir Simcha's words are beautiful, as he notes that the people were hungry for the word of God, And this is how Yom Kippur was transformed from a private observance to a national holiday. I wonder if Yom Kippur's popularity today is a vestige of this historical change. And even as I learned a lot from this explanation, what really struck me was the notion of being hungry for the Word of God. So powerful was that pull that it changed the very nature of the day. Rabbi Soloveitchik, Rabbi Joseph B. Soloveitchik contends that human curiosity is a function of that hunger, of the desire to encounter the divine. He writes, There is no hidden corner of the natural or spiritual world which man's consciousness, pining for its divine beloved, does not peer into and scrutinize. Flesh and blood man longs to escape from the limited, bounded, and contingent world 
and going to the limitless, independent, wide-open spaces. The search is an act of self-transcendence, which is truly the essence of man's cultural ascent. So here by Salvatic is trying to map out why we are curious, why we want to go to the moon, why we seek information and seek knowledge. And Rabbi Salavechik suggests that that is all an aspect of the desire of the hunger for God. And so this is a good time to ask ourselves, are we curious? Have we ever wondered? Are we curious why we're curious? Perhaps, as Rabbi Salavechik has suggested, curiosity is really a desire to understand God. And so in that spirit, I invite you to cultivate your curiosity as a function of longing for God. Shabbat Shalom.